0: Welcome to another edition of the comic bookies podcast episode 113 we are live right now on our youtube and twitch channels please jump in the chat ask a question give us a comment anything but share that stream as well Um, we are brought to you by treasure island comics in fremont california as we are every week today wednesday may 19th, 2021 is new comic book day so get out there to your local shops And, you know, especially ours, Alex will get you anything you want new, old, and start or continue your comic book addiction. Well, fellows, we have another interview this week, but this one is a historic, historic episode this week. Now, I'm not going to count Alex from Treasure Island because he's our sponsor, and he's going to be on from time to time. I would say once a quarter, just to check in. But every other guest we've had in sports and comic books, no one has been on three times. This man right here that you're watching right now, if you're on the YouTube and Twitch channels, is with us for a third time from source point press the writer of the fabulous one shot parallel jason douglas sir it's great to have you back on how are you
1: gentlemen uh there is a reason that i've only come on this (laughs) podcast three times of course i am honored i am delighted thank you so
2: much for having me back The babyface assassin is back. I thought it was just Curry, but we got Jason Douglas in the house.
1: Guys, I am old. This is what – this is called facial fat. It's just pushing the wrinkles out. This is not something to be admired, okay?
3: (laughs) Hey, it's only fitting that we have uh, both babyface assassins on tonight as uh, the Warriors get ready here to take down – or take on. Sorry, I'm already getting ahead of myself to take on the – Oh uh, Los Angeles Lakers, but yeah, man, we're we're excited to have you back, brother. Three times, third time's a charm, man. Knock it I'm out the park, baby. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah awesome. It's the, it's the first time today. that he is live with us though, as a matter of fact, because yeah, the other time, Yeah,
0: absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, I mean, this is only our what 14th episode live, 13th or whatever, but it's great to have you on, man. We really appreciate you jumping on. And it was, it was cool because it's kind of last minute too. Like we only planned this like a week or two ago. And you right. know what? It was really cool. What was one of the first things you told me? Um, that I said, you know what? It'd be really cool to get you on, talk NBA playoffs. And what did you say? It said, oh, it'd be so badass if, if Steph Curry played, LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers and, and Curry <laughs> drops 45 on him. I was like, "Dude, and then I te- I you know, messaged yesterday, we got our wish. There you probably going to 45 tonight." Yeah.
1: No, he's no, he's going to uh, well, okay. So, what happens if he breaks the playoff record for points? What if he breaks Jordan's record for points and goes for Jeez. what, 64 and then it doesn't count because the NBA has not figured out what these games are they're not counted as regular season they're not counted as playoffs like the like like uh jalen's 50 is in limbo it doesn't even exist as a stat oh wait uh, they got they, the they got to figure their out playoffs? what this is because they're it's not being counted as postseason and it's not being counted as regular season these stats don't exist happened in the bubble last year too with those games
2: it's, i wonder M50? yeah it sucks man well,
0: uh, i wonder why it, it, it doesn't count why does it not count at postseason? Because the because in baseball the wild card, um, you know when the teams pop champagne if they're going to pop champagne that they've made the playoffs, it'll say postseason. It won't say division champs. It won't say World Series or what or, or what have you. It'll say like playoffs. So but so technically the wild card game now it's a three game series. So here's still, here's, where, here's where
1: my here's where my English teacher pedantic comes in. It's yeah. semantics, right? Like <laughs> like if you use the word postseason, that's what this is. If you were use the word playoffs, that's not what this is. So they're like they're confused about. It. I get why they're not doing it as regular season. I get that. I get the 82 games, 72 this year. I get the 82 games. I get that those records it would it would skew it. But if you've got to put it in one or the other, you make them you call them playoff games. Now if they're gonna create a third category where now um um did I say Jalen? I meant Tatum. Sorry. Um. <laughs> where where like tatum is now the all-time leading scorer right like the high score for this brand new third category of of the 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 play-in tournament right i guess they could do that but they got to put them somewhere because right now they don't exist as stats like um some of the websites like just don't even list them because they don't know what to do with them because the nba yeah. hasn't made up its
0: mind yeah true uh caleb in the chat Hello, Aaron, in the chat. Hello, yeah. Let's go, go Warriors. Uh, Hell yeah. What's up, what's up? Um. Okay, Jason. Now we're gonna go ahead and shift because we want to talk NBA towards the latter part of the episode. So let's go back and shift to you and comic books. So, let's so let's. So we had you on. When did Parallel drop? Or, or like, it was was it May, June, July of last year? So
1: it was. I mean, if you guys remember, it was like crazy. So yeah, I'm I'm like living the dream. And everything's on course and I'm in previews and the pre-orders are going well. And I'm, I'm booking all my signings and I'm booking all my conventions. And then COVID happens and diamond shuts down and you know, the world happens. And, and then the schedule just shifted. So what ended up happening was people who ordered directly through SourcePoint actually got their books early and got them like in April and then people like shops that got them through diamond didn't get them until much later in the summer. Right. And so like the, the release was kind of staggered and then all of the conventions and signings got canceled. So that was kind of like that last piece of the puzzle that I never got to experience. And then like this whole world, the shelf life of me pushing this book, And talking to people about the book and the book getting in people's hands, at least the the, the normal um, lifespan of like an indie book, even one that has, you know, more meat to it because like it's 64 pages. It's not, you know, just a monthly floppy or anything. It just extended. I mean, it's literally now been a year and I'm still doing interviews and I'm still like it's still finding a new audience and it's selling a couple copies here and there. And it's just – even though I didn't get to have that big, you know, kablammo, uh, the last 200 copies would have sold out at this one convention, it's been like this weird and kind of amazing slow burn process. You know, like like, like, like I, I talk to these people or this person finds me on Instagram or I go on this show and suddenly just the, the audience increases by this much and like 10 more people find it and whatever and, and there's just like this – it's like these new little things every bit along the way that is, it's been kind of cool. Um, has it completely replaced that that final piece of the dream of, like, signings and cons? No, but with any luck, I will be doing some of that late August going into the fall. So, like, a year deferred, but it, I think it's going to happen. And then that kind of that final piece of the puzzle for, for this, this lifelong dream of mine, and this first comic out in the world is going to happen, so... Pretty cool.
2: I think you're a mind reader because you're actually going to go right up my alley in terms of questions speaking about cons because I know cons are going to be starting up here soon. I am sure, especially with you having your book come out last year during the whole COVID world, what we're living in right now, the whole new normal. How excited are you for the actual, just the idea of cons coming back and the potential? I mean, you're going to further promote Parallel. You're going to actually be able to go through that whole experience. How excited are you, man?
1: Dude, like... Like I remember one time when we talked way back when about how – I mean the the indie comics take longer. Like the process, there's more blood, sweat, and tears, and there's more time into it, right? Because there isn't that 70-year infrastructure of one of the big two behind it. And I I had this very steady stream in the the building process before the release of – you know this part of the dream is fulfilled, and this part of the dream is fulfilled, and and I get to see my first pages from from Adam, and then I get to see it lettered, and then you know the preview things happen, all these like like all these puzzle pieces fall into into place, and and then the last one doesn't happen, right? And, and maybe the most exciting because that's the interacting with people, right? That's the like you're sitting there and you're making eye contact, and it's great as like as like talking to people online and stuff is. And making those connections in, in a digital world, like, I wanted to be on the other side of the table bad, right? Because because I had – I drew this parallel. I apologize for using that word. It's, it's not wordplay. It's not a pun. I apologize. It's not even self-promoting the book. I drew this parallel at some point and it dropped into my head that, like, I was going to be the person at the con and the person at the signing – um, and, 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 make my decision on who I was going to be the same way I decided who I was going to be like as a teacher, you know, my day job as, as a public school teacher. Like I, before I got my first gig, like I learned from the people I wanted to be like, the people who I didn't want to be like, the, the teachers in my family, the teachers in my life, the teachers that I worked with, you know, training as a teacher, and the exact same thing with a con. You know what I mean? Like I went – I would go to Motor City Comic Con every year and I would meet these heroes of mine and some of them were literally the most delightful humans you've ever met. Bernie Wrightson, before he died is, is the sweetest man that I've probably ever interacted with at a show. Um, Some of them that will go rename remain nameless are not nice humans. Um, Some of them do that thing that you hear celebrities talk about where it's like you've got to make a call. Whether you're having a crap day or not. Right. Whether your world's falling apart or not, your interaction with that person, that's going to be their only interaction with you most likely. And like no matter what's going on with you. Like, who are you gonna be for them, right? And like, I made my decision pretty early, and I was like really excited to be there and be like the per, you know, you know, the energy and the whatever, and like bring you in and and talk about whatever you want. And and while I do that on Instagram for anybody, uh, yeah, you hit me up on Instagram and I will talk your ear off. It's so funny, guys. It's so funny because like the audience, you know, expanded a bit since the last time we talked. And check this out. So. <laughs>
3: I was just I'll gonna get, ask I'll you. I'll get actually. these
1: DMs. I'll get these DMs. And it makes me feel so weird. Because like you knew me at the beginning of this and before this, and there's been a handful of instances where like somebody reaches out and they're like, Oh, I wanna, you know, you're a creator and I wanna be very respectful of your time and I love your book and it and it did these things for me and blah blah blah. And and you know, like you would with like a like a like a celebrity or like somebody and <laughs> like a and celebrity. Can, can I can I can I just ask you like one question? I know, you know, whatever. And and then whatever what happens every time inevitably is like a half an hour, 45 minutes later when I'm still talking. And they're like, oh, yeah. So listen, um, I have a life and I've got to go.
2: But I guess thanks,
1: <laughs> you know, because they're expecting me to be like, you know, like piss off, you know, I don't have time for you or, or they're like or like a short little answer. And I end up like talking their ear off and they're like, oh. Oh, huh. So well, you're I gotta that type go. of guy. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, all right, all right. See you later. Bye. Yeah. yeah I, I, I have, I've big timed nobody and I will talk to you. You come and find me and I will talk to you all day.
0: Well, hopefully you get to talk to us. Uh, what, uh, Mark was it? late summer fall because, uh, they just announced a huge, uh, comic-con coming back to San Jose to the San Jose convention center. Oh, so no Hey, kidding. if you make your way out to, to Silicon Valley, to San Jose, you know, we will park our asses uh, in a booth right next to hey. yours and we will shout your name out
2: all day. We'll Ours have a beer in downtown San Jose for sure, brother. Dude.
0: Um
1: yeah. and and I'm wearing Golden State stuff for the whole thing, right? <laughs> well,
2: hell yeah.
3: <laughs> okay. Or <laughs> you or or, or, or now you're not gonna wear some San Jose shark stuff, will you?
1: Um probably not. I'll you know here's let's let's make the decision now. I think like I'm Detroit wearing guy you it, got come on. I think I'm wearing a Golden State hat, a Piston jersey, yeah. but I'll rock some blue and yellow shoes. <laughs> so, I mean, okay. I mean it's gonna, I'm going to look hideous, but I'm going to be- represent <laughs> my two teams. There you go.
0: Um, so, let's see. So, parallel. Let's, let's talk about it. So, it came yeah. out last year, unfortunately, during the pandemic. Um, I have to ask you, like, how is it doing? based off of your expectations. And I know you had to shift your expectations because of COVID you, you weren't like, Oh, it's got to sell this many, "Ah, but with COVID it's got to sell that many. So how is it doing uh, for expectations and what can we do? And you know, to push it more, man, because this is a great story. Actually, Sean and Mark just came over to my house for my birthday, a big barbecue. Finally, you know, just a a get together that we haven't had in like, you know, almost a year now. And I finally gave them their copies that you that you sent to us the nice. copies of the the original yeah. uh, copy uh-huh. and then the signed copy because we didn't have a chance to get together and do it so yeah so talk parallel man
1: so it, it, it was it was kind of cool because and i needed a little bit of reassurance along the way but obviously expectations changed right away like like source point as a company like i think we've talked about this before they they made their bones on the convention circuit long before they exploded into what they are now i mean they just you, you know it, and I got on board just before the, the diamond deal where they're putting out like 11 books a month in previews. Um, be, you know, before that they're on the convention circuit, just like tearing it up, huge reputation, really doing it right. Um, And now they've got like a deal with Simon and Schuster for book distribution. And I mean, it, it's there as far as indie goes, you know, you know, still tiny compared to the top of the comic industry, but like huge in, in the indie world um but like first time author no rate name recognition right and then not being able to do what their bread and butter has always been for the last like 10 years which is sell the majority of those books at conventions right so um it ended up over this year doing really really well there's only God, I, th- I just talked to Travis the other day about this, the editor in chief, and I think there's only about 200 copies of the original print run left, which, which is like, I mean, it's a year, it's a lot of hustle on my part, but um, I, like it, it, it did really well. It's a hit for them. It made them money. You know what I mean? And then, who? So you guys have seen pictures of this stuff, but like, like the 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 that sick variant, like, sold out in 48 hours. That's right? cool. Like, a couple hundred of these, and then there was, like, a foil variant version of that that sold out immediately, too. Uh, there's a couple issues left of the other variant. And then, you know, just for fun, so, like, so like this is, this is like, my last copy of this. I had a couple. I gave away one on, on Instagram. And then I wanted to show you guys this. I think we talked about possibly this. You guys want an exclusive reveal of, of something? Okay. Let's so do it. You did that first, awesome Darko cover. So, one of a kind, about to be given away on my Instagram. We're about a week and a half away from that contest starting. One of a kind, hand-painted cover. His last copy of his variant. Let's see if I can get in there with that. So, what it he is. did is he hand-painted that microphone down over yeah, the mouth.
2: So oh, that's fantastic. nice.
1: Music career. Right there. There's only one of these in the world. COA nice giving this away on my instagram you know uh uh, uh pump up some some uh uh, uh love for parallel that's so one of one huh yeah so fans. yeah so fans one of one dude one of one yeah Jeez. so fans so it, it's, a, to- it's a sold out variant cover that you can only find occasionally on ebay and this is the only version of this cover because it's hand painted by him he only did the one certificate and everything so yeah.
0: so so fans go to j at j douglas writes on instagram right now follow him to get all the information for that one of a kind giveaway that's awesome dude
3: yeah awesome. A- a- actually fans don't go there i'm trying to win that damn thing <laughs> know. It's it's like, like i've so
1: i've done a couple of pretty successful you know giveaways i started with just like a couple copies of the book then i did a couple signed copies of the book and then and then one of these variants and now we've got like this one of a kinder and and it's it's hilarious to see in the comments like the people who are like Cause, you know, I make you tag a couple people or whatever. And, and then, um, and then usually like every other comment is like, look, I tagged you in this, but please don't come over and enter it yourself because I want it. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Um, so yeah, well, look, what I'm hope my, here was my dream. I think it's unreasonable. I don't think it's going to happen, but I had this thing kind of itching in the back of my head because, you know, once this dream was fulfilled for me, guys, I got greedy and I want to do it again, right? Like I want my second project to go out in the world. So so I had this kind of crazy dream where I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to achieve the unachievable and I'm going to get a sellout on the print run of the regular cover without a single con, without a single signing, with it being the first book in name recognition. Now, we've gotten pretty darn close, but – With me possibly going back to cons and those first cons at the end of August, I don't know if I'm going to get there. But I'll tell you this. Every copy of Parallel that you buy, right? If you go to like SourcePointPress.com and you like the sound of this book and and, and we can talk about that for people who don't know or you can come and hit me up and I'll give you the synopsis and the the previews blurb or whatever. But like if this book is interesting to you at all or you're just like a supporter of indie comics, like you buy a copy of Parallel, whether it's the digital – which is super affordable on their website or even the paper cuz it's like 6.99, you know, and and for 64 pages and you guys read it, uh I am nothing if not verbose. It's dense. There's a lot to read there. Um you're getting bang for your buck. You supporting indie comics, supporting parallel, that dollar goes so much further than a lot of the comics we buy because legit straight up when you're buying indie through your comic shop then you get the double whammy. When you're buying indie through uh, like like SourcePoint's website, you're supporting something that quite literally puts food on the table, puts clothes on the back, it keeps a small business or multiple small businesses and indie creators, people who are. And this is not saying that all creators aren't doing it for the love of it, but are literally only doing it for the love of it. Because this is, it's not, it's not moneymakers. You know, it's, it's keeping the business going, keeping you creating, keeping you putting the thing that you, it is, it is pure passion project. You know, it, it's indie. It, it, it's, it's not IP. It's, it's whatever was in that creator's heart and soul and mind that had to come out. And like your dollar makes that keep happening.
0: It kind of brings up a cool, um, Sean, your home number two, this is, that's your pick of the week for our, you know, we usually do like picks of the Mm -hmm. week for new books coming out and the writer of home commented on our post and like, it, it just, it's so cool to get that. And of course now not saying they're bad people, but I don't get that from a Scott Snyder. I don't get that from a Tom Taylor. I don't get that from a Tom King. I don't get that from a Donnie Cates. I get that from all these small time publishers, the artists, the colorists, the letterers and the, and the writers. It's just an amazing feeling.
1: There's like, there's, there's kind of, well, not even kind of the, the, the symbiotic relationship between your show, your shop, Small press publishing and the creators, it's like – I mean SourcePoint Press I really think of as a family more than a company for a lot of reasons. But like the way all of those pieces interact to keep all of those pieces going is, is really cool and a bit magical if you ask me
3: you mentioned about doing something like strictly for the love of it i mean you're talking to three guys that come on here weekly and like yeah. try to put in a little bit of effort you know in our daily lives we know exactly how it is man you know and to be able to talk to guys like you be like a platform where we can get writers and artists and everybody in the community that's you know attracted to this niche such as we are you know to be able to help you guys share your word help us share our word you know I mentioned before, and I mentioned it all the time, I feel like that the pandemic obviously just killing the cons, it obviously just killed a guy like you and guys like us, you know, obviously not being able to go out there and network and talk to different writers and possibly set up booths and be able to, you know, interact with guys of – in this whole industry, you know, and try to grow it for ourselves. So it definitely did come as a down draw. I know that we are both in like, you know, some States that we're probably going to be last to like open up, but let yeah. me ask you, Jason, you mentioned a couple of times about source point press and how they're like family. How has like that relationship kind of been, you know, we, uh, is it growing in my opinion or is it growing or in your opinion, do you think it's been like kind of the same? Is there stuff in the works or you guys you think like you're gonna be with them long term, or like how, how's the relationship basically between you guys?
1: Well, it, it's 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 so like I, I don't this doesn't happen without them, right? Like like th- this as we we talked about this like a year ago. Like this started in my head. It started in a bubble. I wrote that first half with that blissful ignorance of I'm gonna do this. I, I don't know what comes next. I don't know if it's a thing. I don't know what. How it takes the next step but like without without travis saying yes without casey pierce the super talented casey pierce being my friend my mentor and my hero and then like writing the forward right without bob sally super talented writing teaching me that that comics no matter how good they look in your brain need editing you know without hooking up with adam and without josh warner guiding me as co-founder throughout the whole thing like without the way they act as a family, like this doesn't even happen, right? This is this is nothing more than an idea that I write and then is on a computer file forever. So like regardless of what happens going forward – and yes, I want to stay with them. I want them to be the ones who publish my second project and we can talk about that. But like in the end, they made my lifelong dream come true mm. and that's that means something, right? um that that inspires that inspires loyalty in me that inspires gratitude in me and uh yeah as long as they'll have me i'm with them
3: that's awesome bro that's awesome especially coming from the indie side because we it's another thing we kind of mention on here damn near every week we love the way that the whole indie, indus, indie industry industry is going you know uh i feel like marvel is kind of we all feel in our, at this podcast that marvel is kind of although i do think that they're coming out with a couple good things in this future i got the new uh symbiote spider-man and there's a couple other ones that i had in this last preview so i am excited for that but dc's been kind of our game and but indie man indie's just i mean aftershock a little uh, yeah. smaller publishers been coming out with great stuff we getting mm. stuff from uh you know dynamite we getting stuff from all this you know image boom so it, it's just been great so Source. A, I
1: think I don't know if we've ever talked about this before, but there's a trade-off, right? The largest of the companies have, like I said before, the infrastructure, and they've got the fan base, and they've got the IP, they have got the familiarity. I mean, they've got all these things going. From the, the the fact that those tendrils can reach the world like that, you know, comparatively to indies. But what indie has going for it is they have none. Of the constraints of expectations and story, and, um, you, you know, like the, the the thing that holds IP back is you can only do X, Y, and Z, and the expectation, you know, hampers genre in literally the most malleable, uh, uh, format I think is out there, right? Like, like comics can do things that film can do, but a bunch of things that film can't. Comics can do a bunch of things prose can do, but a bunch of stuff that prose can't. And, Indie comics are the place where there is zero restraint on story and creativity and what you can tell and how you can tell it. So like, like, yes, of course, of course, if you need your Spider-Man, you go get your Spider-Man. Of course you do. But if you want something wholly original that is does, has there is no editorial mandate to say, yeah, but that's your indie comic.
0: There you go. So speaking of indie comics, though, we have a bunch of new indie comics as well as DC and Marvel that came out. If I can, uh, give me 60 seconds. I'm going to run down some of the fa- you know, our favorite ones, some of the ones that people should be picking up from their local comic book stores. Uh, on the DC side, we have The Flash, 770, Nightwing, number 80, Justice League, 61, Catwoman, 31, and this new one. A lot of hype about this one. It's Wonder Girl number one from Joelle Jones in DC. Uh, Marvel, Amazing Spider-Man 66, Daredevil 30, Wolverine 12, Captain America 29, and The Way of X number two. And now some of the smaller publishers, even though Image, we, th- I mean, I consider it like you know one, two, like one and one a and then that that's kind of one C with DC and Marvel, but they have you know Radiant Black Four, Stillwater Seven, one of our favorites, The Scumbag Number Eight, Stray Dogs Number Four, and Ultra Mega Number Three, one of our favorite. Some really really small publishers right now a bunch of guys from marvel came over and made awa redemption number four is out today and from boom studios we only find them when they're dead number six and power rangers number seven so jason kind of want to ask you real quick is there anything that you've been reading either old like a trade paperback or anything you're currently reading uh out now do you have the so time to I, read these okay. books
1: so i am about halfway through a complete reread of of my entire Garth Ennis collection. Oh, so I've dude. done all the war comics awesome. and I just reread the boys Ugh. and uh, I'm taking a small break. Let's see. I read, uh, I read uh, goon volume three of uh, the other day. Um, you know, uh, uh, speaking of indie, you know, Eric Powell, uh, leaving, That's um, leaving, Dark Horse and going back and relaunching Albatross and like helping out really small press and using his weight to do that read goon volume three and then read um i'm doing uh what i'm reading uh, the new star wars volume two right now and then i'll be back at i think i'll go do preacher and I'm, probably go back and do that original hellblazer ennis stuff which is the best hellblazer if you ask me
0: so i'm doing i'm actually sp- speaking of garth ennis me and sean are reading the punisher max that that is Insane. So I went to Vegas Super um, awesome, bro. Um, him, last year to, to visit a buddy out there, and in. he let me borrow his ten volumes that he wrote because they switched it up after volume ten. But I had just finished six, uh, which is called Barracuda, and I just mm-hmm. started number seven today at work. Oh my God, some of the best stuff because it's so gritty. It's rated R. It's, it's, it's the definitely best for adults. It's the, the best Punisher.
1: And and do you know what my favorite? Well. There's 50 – my 50 favorite things about Punisher Max. <laughs> Let's talk about one of them. Um, for a continuity nerd like me yeah. who obviously to age sliding and time sliding, eventually you just got to go, oh, God, right, when everybody's perpetually 29. Yeah. He let Frank be Frank. I mean Frank's like – he's in his 60s, right? He's still – he's not a, a Gulf War vet. He's still a Vietnam vet. He still did his, his his three tours in in, in Vietnam and, and like he's like an old dude and it's I love because Garth Ennis hates superheroes. I mean, you don't write the boys and destroyals, right? And like he got to write the the best Punisher in my opinion. I love that that so run on Punisher. Oh it's, my god, is that good? It's I'm so good. So Guys are reading that. I'm so glad. And it's
0: it's one of those things where each six issue volume is its own story right Mm -hmm. but they kind of carry over some things over to the next one like he'll go back and he'll mention something oh you know i I did that and it kind of you know the little asterisk oh back in volume three or whatever so it's definitely continuity but then it's not continuity because you can just pick up volume one two three four and then you don't have to like oh do i really have to read you know number one two and three you don't really have to you can pick up number four first and be okay with that but it's some of the best writing i do love, it. I
1: love I love that overall story and like mm-hmm. I think Ennis it, it, he's 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 so much he reminds me of oh god I don't think I've ever made this comparison before he reminds me of Stephen King in that wicked 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 talented probably doesn't because of his popularity probably doesn't get as much credit as he should for actually yeah. what a good writer he is yeah
0: if you want to continue your Garth Ennis works, uh, last week he or, last week or two weeks ago, he is starting an eight-issue miniseries from AWA called Marjorie Finnegan Temporal Criminal. I okay. just got and read issue number one. If you want to check that out, it's really good. So only only one issue out so far out of eight, but it's it's one of those – what the hell am I reading here? But it's really cool, and Garth awesome. Ennis is, is writing it. It's really cool. Um, I mean we're on the scumbag, man. Rick Remender. I mean, I have my deadly class in here. He he is a phenomenal writer, uh, and the scumbag does not disappoint Mark. You know, tell Jason about Scumbag, dude.
3: Jason, you haven't read No Scumbag? Not are yet. You, are are oh. you familiar Are you familiar with Rick Remender?
1: Heck yeah, dude. That dude's been doing it way longer than you think he has. Let's go yeah, back to Felix.
3: Probably, probably since mm-hmm. I was in diapers. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm not too familiar with him. This is the first book that I've read of him from Image, but I mean – I think that these last couple issues, Mike, as I said, uh, even when you asked me for my uh, weekly, uh, my number one weekly, I think that it needs to pick up. I think right now it's somewhat based on an ongoing or they want to have it ongoing. But in my opinion, I think that it could have been like a six to eight issue miniseries mike can probably attest to that too but it's really good it's dirty it's crazy i mean it's
0: it's ra- pushing rated r man but uh it's it's, re- it's really really fun man it's basically what would what would happen if you gave just the filthiest just dirtiest <laughs> just piece of crap human being in the world ultimate power You know, he's just a drug addict, he's an alcoholic, he's a he's a he's a bum pretty much, and he ends up, you know, seeing a scuffle in some alley between two kind of like, you know, down low agencies, like not even a CIA, just really these factions who are fighting over world domination pretty much. And he sees a syringe of this power, of this stuff, and he's like, Oh hell yeah, man and he shoots it up like he's shooting some black tar and he gets this this unbelievable power and now like it's it looks like the faction that is more good than evil has now kind of employed him and they're fighting against, you know, Scorpionis, which is the bad faction. And, and yeah, it's just, he's, you know, I need this, I need that. I need hookers and blow or whatever, if I'm going to do this job. And it's like, it's, it's, it's so dirty and, but it's really, really good. I feel like I'm I'm missing missing out on
2: it. Every time these guys talk about it, it'd be like the perfect movie. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Oh, you're definitely missing out on it. We got good, uh, we're, we got Boom Studios giving us a little Grant Morrison and Proctor Valley Road. I don't know if you're reading that, Jason. We also got um, Geiger, which is uh, Jeff Johns uh, issuing coming out Very of Image, funny. which is also another. I'm telling you, these indies. Uh, uh, Sean, you're reading Geiger, aren't you? Geiger. Yes, sir. And it, dude, uh, Geiger. Geiger. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, dude, what what are you? I mean,
1: other than. Well, what, well, it's, it's, well I, I love that you're. I love the name drops because if it, it, it you're like you're making my point like look at look at these names that in decades past would have been farmed out of mainstream big time big two comics right creators who still have juice creators who still have ideas creators who were the biggest names for, you know year x through year y but have to now make way uh for the next generation of creators like these people are still out there and and image is hooking them up and boom is hooking them up and you know what i mean that's that's awesome i love that idea of there are places to go uh when you're not done even if your prior company has decided that you are
0: Mm, yeah I love the crossover too. I mean, there's Scott Snyder, you know, he's doing Undiscovered Country, a creator owned title for a- yeah. Out of Image. And he just, and he does, you know, the Dark Knights death metal and, and metal on all those. Of course, the new 52 run of Batman. But then you have like Tom Taylor. He's doing Nightwing right now, and he's doing Batman the Detective, a, um, a miniseries, but then he's doing Seven Secrets. I love that story from from Boom Studios. I mean, I, I love the crossover, how they can go small-time publisher, but then they can also do the, the big buck stuff, but well, still, remember, the quality of remember, writing is
1: still good. Do you remember when this was a thing where, like, if you were a television star you weren't necessarily allowed to be a movie star. And once you were a movie star, you weren't allowed to do the thing like, like like George Clooney kind of breaks that a little bit in the nineties and early two thousands and stuff. And now it's just fluid and you are who you are. It's like the same thing, right? Like there used to be this model where you do your one. I mean, how did, how did Bendis become Bendis? Right. Like you do your indie thing, you get the traction there and then you graduate. Yeah. Right. But like the idea of going back and forth because, well, because you've got a story that Marvel or DC can't tell for reasons, then go tell it somewhere else. Yeah. You know, don't restrain yourself creatively. There's avenues,
0: it's great. Yeah. That, that's why we say Boom Studios is killing it because Boom, uh, according to Alex, the owner of our sponsor, Treasure Island, he said that Boom Studios takes a lot of the rejects from Image Comics. So we're like, okay, oh wow, like real. this is like a this is like up to par with Image Comics, what we're reading right now, but it's Boom Studios? Yeah, this is for real. Like I I feel like every previews or every other previews book, I'm ordering something from Boom Studios. It's crazy. Some of these small time publishers are are doing amazing work. But um so shifting gears uh from comic books, let's do a little bit of news like we like to do every week. So I'm gonna Get, uh, get out of the way some of these small hitters, Sean and Mark, chime in if you have any small hitters too in the news. But the What If animated series from Marvel, kind of like the, you know, what if, you know, I don't know, what if Tony Stark became Thor? You know, or, you know those crazy stories, but they're actually comic books, if I'm not mistaken. They were actually stories. They're making an animated series coming this August. Uh, actually, this is like show heavy. Shang-Chi. Will be in theaters strictly for only for in for 45 days starting September 3rd when it uh, premieres. I think that's pretty cool. Um, you know they're not it's not going to be Disney Plus where you can pay the thirty dollars to get Mulan or this new Cruella DeVille movie that's coming out this week or next week. But yeah, I think that's cool. And of course, Kevin Smith and Mark Bernardin's Masters of the Universe Revelation, a five episode series, starts July 23rd. You can also get a book. I think there's a prequel book coming out from Dark Horse in a few months. But Mark Hamill voices Skeletor. Leah Hedy uh, from the Game of Thrones fame is Evil Lynn. And Sarah Michelle Gellar from one of my favorite shows of all time, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, is Tila. So that's for, for all you really, really old school, like Masters of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe show. That is for you. And then, Jason, let's talk about this big, big Warner Media discovery deal, $43 billion. Let's hit on that real quick. What did you think about it when you first saw it? And going forward, um, I'm not sure if you're a full cord cutter like myself, but um, I'm interested to see how that's going to change my HBO Max and my wife's uh, Discovery Plus with her, uh, you know, 90 day fiance and all those shows. I'm <laughs> i I'm a, a, a
1: high, hy- we're a hybrid family right now. So we're yeah. like, we're like halfway there. We've got a little bit of this. We got a little bit of that. Uh, we got this streamer, but we've got cable for these reasons still, right? Like, um, well, you and I were talking before the show started that, you know what, ju- what jumped out at me first was what wasn't in the news. And it's like, it's this, it's this massive thing with huge impact on so much. And yet there's not much said in this original press about movies, about theaters and about what's actually going to happen, which kind of caught me off guard. Not so much what it was, but what it wasn't.
0: I mean, I don't know. It's just all of these. I don't know, because at, at the same time, I'm like, I kind of wanted these things to be separate, you know? Yeah. Kind of confused as to what is happening. What was that rule of seven back in the day, where you couldn't or you could like uh, one big old like you know Turner couldn't own more than seven different pieces of media you know or whatever so but now it's like it's a free-for-all it's like everything it's the war between warner at&t and then um disney netflix you know but i know what they're doing they want hbo they they want all these streaming services they want it combined and they want to overtake it's competing with netflix and disney plus I think Disney Plus just hit 103 million subscribers, but they have some questions going forward. Netflix is is dropped just a little bit, but I mean, you know, they're still on top. They're still way on top of the, you know on top of HBO Max, but you know HBO Max puts out good stuff, so I'm interested to see what's going to happen over the next few months. Um, but man, I mean, for the time that we have, the limited time that we have, especially we have you know wives, houses, and kids to take care of, you know, I could I can't get enough. I'll be behind for the rest of my life on all my shows and movies and stuff, but
2: hey, it's more content and I love it. All we Uh want is content. That's the word, man.
3: I mean, going from a business standpoint, I mean, AT and T was disastrous on the deal. If you ask me, you know, they purchased, you know, eighty-five billion what just three years ago, fought the Justice Department and everything to try to get this the sale made for them, but now they're obviously going back to. What I think they should have always been doing, like focusing on wireless and like building their infrastructure for these damn cell phones because they're still not damn, you know, service everywhere, especially by my damn house. You guys <laughs> know every time, house. every time there he he of the house, they have service sex around here. Oh but, um, yeah, dude, uh they sold half of that or some of the assets Uh, what discovery 43 billion so they're always losing money just as they've lost money on the deal with direct tv that they just uh dropped sold um out a couple like a month ago i think so they're dropping all these damn business decisions that didn't make sense for them let's see where it goes you guys are talking about uh more content 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 media Another one that is kind of coming down the pipeline here, guys. Amazon can and probably will gonna buy MGM studios with the rights to Bond films. And, uh, nice. was it, uh, Ooh. Harry Potter, something I believe, uh, Harry Potter's Warner Brothers. A Warner Brothers. Well, Time Warner. Okay, there it is. But, um, yeah, you gotta, there's, a, I'm telling you, because there's something that they know that's going on. The pandemic came, everything got wiped out entertainment wise, right? And now, you see, it's all coming back, and now you see the big dogs. The big dogs are trying to make moves. Now you see people trying to buy up MGM. You see AT&T trying to sell, people trying to buy. It's just, I think, you guys, AMC, the stock's going to come back. What I'm saying, guys, is um, I think that there's going to be a rebound for uh people are yearning to go out. They've been stuck at home, you know, and uh, summer's coming around, guys. And uh, I know that what we're talking about is mainly stay-at-home streaming type stuff, but – media is just going to keep on getting bigger and i think that they want to venture out into the studio scene which can get uh motion pictures to the big screen guys and that's what they want to do
1: i think it's i, I think it is ch- well okay so things were heading in a certain direction anyway especially with the theatrical experience right like like it was this slow inevitable crawl um live tv theater experience and the pandemic just exponentially exasperate exasperated and and pushed it faster I, I think it sped up so many things that were on track right like for as much as we look at lockdown and pandemic is pausing and and slowing things down like there are so many things that were creeping you know the the, the technology changing this uh Uh, The the way industries work, you know, slowly, slowly moving as we become more and more digital, like this has done nothing but speed a lot of that up.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean, but at the same time, the longer that the pandemic rolls on and keeps going, which I mean, we do kind of see light at the end of the tunnel, but – I think that now it's kind of counterbalancing itself or counteracting what it was supposed or not. Sorry, not supposed to do, but what it well, officially did with Zoom calls and all this explosion
1: back mm-hmm. into it. Like because
3: like, the longer you make people what is wait, the, what more is they the local bar
1: look like on the night that a restriction is lifted? It looks like it's it's uh, it. uh,
2: it's yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It looks like St. Paddy's Day on a,
0: you know, whatever day that that, that it lifts
1: you. Oh, yeah. I hear what you're saying.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I mean, for me, I just, I, I really can't find, like, which one I want, you know? Because, like, I told, I asked my mom just now, like, a, a few hours ago, I'm like, hey, you want to go, uh, you want to go in and you want to buy the Corella movie? And she's like, oh, honey, um, me and your sister are going to go see it. Like, she hasn't been back to a movie yet. I'm like, oh, well, goddamn. <laughs> you know, because I don't foresee myself. I think me and my wife are going to go see Black Widow when it comes out mm. in July. But until yeah. then, so it's so I'm still caught in that limbo of like, I really want to go out, but I can't really find anybody else to go with besides my wife. So, yeah, it's, it, it's tough. It's tough. I mean, I know other parts of the country, they hardly even experience the pandemic and right. a quarantine and a shutdown and stuff. But, you know, out here in California, we got to kind of roll with with what we've got. And I I hope that with these tears lowering and stuff and and everyone getting uh, vaccinated or at least comfortable being around others who are vaccinated or not or whatever, you know, hopefully um, the nerves will settle and we can all get back to somewhat of a normal life that we were experiencing at the beginning of 2020 and and before. So.
1: Hey, everybody. This is Jason Douglas coming at you on the Comic Bookies. I'm here to tell you about my one-shot graphic novel, 64 pages from Source Point Press called Parallel. It's all about second chances. It's all about Dreams Deferred. Landon, pushing 30 years old, is experiencing his quarter-life crisis. The decisions he made early in his life in his 20s to abandon his music career have resulted in a midlife kind of stagnation and depression and self-doubt and even a loveless marriage. But check it out. When the voices start and the visions appear, Landon fears for his sanity, but is nevertheless tempted and awoken to a very unique and dark possibility. A parallel version of himself is offering a chance at redemption to change it all. His fate was sealed, but now his destiny awakes. What price would you be willing to pay for a second chance? You can get this book, all 64 pages at it from SourcePointPress.com paper copies and digital copies. And if you want to take that extra step and support indie creator and indie comics and indie publishing and small press you can also go over to the ringo awards at their website and vote
0: for me for best new talent and best graphic novel thanks a lot guys all right let's get into uh sports so as we transition from you know comics to sports jason i got one I got one Smile, thing baby. on the
2: docket. Zoe, I got one, one thing, thing that matters right now. For Eight day seconds day.
0: <laughs> left. Let us real quick.
3: Da-na-na for anyone that's live with us right now, Spurs trail the at-home Grizzlies by three points.
0: Yes, and the Warriors are up 12 to four on the Lakers right now. There and Corey Kluber is one inning away from the second straight no-hitter of the week. I had a no-hitter yesterday. Uh, Sean, what the hell is this guy's name? Some no, some Joe Blow guy from Detroit.
2: exactly from you know freaking (laughs) detroit tigers it ain't
0: burlander so hey yeah but i mean we have the pga championship this week we have circuit of the americas for nascar we have tons of things but jason we are here to talk nba playoffs or you know postseason or whatever the hell it's called this this play-in tournament but yeah dude so so unfortunately your detroit pistons we can't talk about them no You know what? No, what?
1: Here's what (laughs) we're gonna do. We're gonna dedicate 30 seconds to talk about the fact that this team, who has just been mediocre to worse for a decade and a year now, for all the for the for the buy in 45 centers this summer to the blowing it up for I mean like like we're watching uh, Andre Drummond play tonight right and that dude I believe he went to Cleveland for a fifth round pick and there's only two rounds and a <laughs> bag of balls you know like it was like a buyout instead of a trade like I thought our blow up and our tank was going to be awful but we've got we've got I mean uh Jeremy Grant he's going to what player. he's going to get he's going to get third and most improved maybe yeah hi Julius and you've got we're gonna have uh 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 Sadiq Bay and Beef Stew are both gonna be on the all rookie teams the first team maybe second team right um it look it's not good it's not even almost good but boys it is so much better than I thought it was gonna be like there's there is a glimmer of hope for something in the future now the lottery the draft they're in that bottom they're in that flattened odds of that what what is it like 14 or 12 percent or whatever it is yeah look there has not been a number one pick in in detroit for a long time i would oh boy would that be something right because if you go back to our our last two highest picks you get one of the great ones and one of the worst ones right i mean <laughs> <laughs> say what darko. you will I'll draft in seventh eighth twelfth and whatever for for a long time but you either your, your two extremes are isaiah thomas and darko right and yeah. so i mean you got to go back to like Dave bing and stuff like that but I, I would oh god a number one pick give in this draft all day please
0: i mean let's go dude, and with the pistons i just thought of something you said you know they have they've been mediocre at best for 10 plus one years yeah. that's dating ourselves because those guys are heading to the damn hall of fame I know. You know Amen. Ben wall It's it, it's crazy how it's like, oh dude, we're getting super old. Like the day when whoever is our age, like Steph Curry, I think he's like 33, 34. So the day he retires and there's and we are officially older than every player in the NBA. Oh dude, I am. Oh see, you now that, that happened
1: for me a little. I'm I'm older than you guys, and that happened for me a little while ago. That was it's it's. I'll tell you what, it's not fun when it when you when the last one is gone. It's there's something that dies inside you. It will oh. not feel good. I'm telling you right now.
2: I'm not looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, I, we, me and Mike talk about that all the time, especially with all the sports. We're like, "Oh man, that guy's a rookie. You know, he's young. Like, uh, uh, not young like us anymore. I mean, that guy's freaking." What well, you
1: need what you need to keep yourself feeling long is you, young. You need like a like a 48 year old knuckleballer to like throw one more year. That's what you need.
0: Yeah, yeah. make you feel
1: good. Make you feel like I could still get at it.
0: <laughs> well, look at all these kids that are being drafted in the NFL. Like I, I watched your dad was a Asante Samuel's. Yes. kid? Yes. And like dude, I watched your dad. Like I vividly remember. It's not like I was like 6 or 7 years old. No, no, no. I watched him in the early to mid 2000s. This yeah. is horse crap. This is not happening right now. You know. So <laughs> so specifically NBA, uh what are your thoughts and do you have any predictions as far as maybe sleeper picks or is it just going to be boring and the it's going to be the Lakers and Nets as what Vegas is telling us right now? I don't
1: know. I mean cuz it's like The Lakers, and this depresses me to say it like the Lakers last year and this year, once everybody got back, it just feels inevitable to me. And that I I can't, I don't like that mostly because I don't like them, right? Yeah, we talked about this like a year (laughs) ago. I cannot appreciate LeBron James in the same way that I ruined my post, you know, bad boys. NBA experience by not being able to appreciate Jordan in his championship winning prime because of what those two gentlemen did to my favorite team. Um, but they feel inevitable and that like bums me out, right? Uh, uh, I think like is, do you buy the hype of, of Denver being neutered because because of the the, the the devastating injury, right? Like I, I they're going to have the MVP, right? You've got Porter doing things ahead of schedule, but like, can they, can they beat all these other, I don't think so. Um, what I'm worried about is there's a bunch of teams that I, that I like that are pitted against each other, either in round one or round two. and, if some of these teams lose early, which is conceivable, it's an all out disaster, right? Yeah. Like if if as much as I love Luca, if, if Dallas the Lakers- beats the Clippers in round one, like all this was for nothing you know like all of all of the, all of the hype of two years ago to we're going to take la back from the lakers yeah, it, yeah. Just, it, it not only does it not work it doesn't even get off the ground
0: what about um if the lakers lose tonight and they win the next game get the eighth seed and then they beat number one so,
2: <laughs> well they're they're going to well, be favored not, versus not number if one they beat number
0: one you
1: mean when they you mean when they beat when? Uh, uh, uh uh utah in four games yeah i well, know
2: like, what ball how, ball how, about how the does, water how is
1: that even a um if if oh my god i mean i i, I honestly do not think this is going to happen i have so much more confidence in them than i did last think year
3: or you don't hope
1: but if <laughs> but if if the bucks lose to
2: miami again Our opening round oh my god It'll i
0: don't
2: be know surprised if it happens so
0: mark you have updated odds here you got something for us
3: I do. Uh, give me a second. I do see right here that the Bucks are pretty favorite to advance over the Heat in the in in the um Eastern Conference. About three and a half to one for the Bucks. You're looking at about twelve and a half to one for uh, or twelve to one for the Heat. I don't think the Heat uh had got the got the heat that they had last year in the playoff bubble down there in their home state of uh, Florida, ran by Mister Ron DeSantis, but uh. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, I think that uh, Milwaukee Bucks, they don't also – I think they also ain't got the same damn heat that they've been having in years uh, uh, prior, and I think that with the – I think that the Bucks actually have a lot more to prove this season – than uh, the Heat do, because the Heat obviously advanced a lot farther. The Heat got Spolstra and Haslam, which, you know, comes back his first game, gets thrown out, like, in the first three minutes. That boy's a dog he's been playing. Talk about he might be the last one for me, like you were talking about, Mr. Jason Douglas. That boy, those Braves are like Mr. Kawhi Leonard. They ain't changed a damn day in his life. But uh, (laughs) nonetheless, man, uh, I – Is it going to be Brooklyn? I mean, they're almost even money here, Jason Douglas. Your thoughts, man. Brooklyn, about even money to win the Eastern Conference, the 76ers, which is a team that I don't know if it's Doc Rivers, if it's just the whole mantra and the whole, you know, kind of you know, atmosphere that's been changed over there in uh, Philadelphia, but I think that it's obviously been very good for them as they've been per- been prevailing a lot better this season than they have in prior seasons. But uh, what are your thoughts, man? I'm really excited well, you, about bro- what the Brooklyn, Knicks brought Brooklyn to the table weird. this year.
1: Brooklyn is weird because even when they were at their best, even when they were rolling at different points, it was ne- it was never all of them. And like th- these playoffs are going to be insane because it's 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 truly going to be the first time we see not only in playoff basketball but all of them. Hope, you know, I mean, you you want that you want to see the best out of those three guys, right? Um, and then what do these other teams do with it? You got that whole offense versus defense thing. I, like, I don't. Embiid is such a beast. Like could he even with Durant could indeed be the best player in that series like in the finals? Yeah, absolutely. He's
3: playing good.
1: Is that going to be enough though? I don't know. I don't know. Um
3: So you're here, right though. Here, here's great.
1: what I, here's what I want. Because m- my fan loyalty is to one of the crappiest teams in the league. <laughs> and then and then you know, my heart is with your guys' as warriors, but like how far can that go? It's looking it's looking not okay, here they're coming back. Great. Um <laughs> yeah, I saw it. my next priority is not for another team, it's for somebody to make sure that Los Angeles Lakers do not win the finals. That's it. Whoever's so if,
2: the Lakers. If, if
1: Embiid has it like as much as you know, the Nets are that Juggernaut team that for somebody like me who likes an underdog more than an overachiever uh, could be hated. I would be rooting the hell out of them if they could if whoever's got the best chance to beat the Lakers. Simple Here, as that.
0: Here.
3: You, here's some more odds, guys. I got I pulled them up. The Brooklyn Nets, yes, and then you got the Los Angeles Lakers. You're right, they are second right now, about four to one with the Clippers right behind him at 6 to 1 the Jazz your first, your number 1 seed in the West at about 7 to 1 this coming out of vegasinsiders.com guys uh, Philadelphia, you got the next two teams are from the East, and the 76ers and the Bucks sitting at seven and a half and nine to one respectively. You got the Suns, which uh, man, the Sun is a very intriguing team this year coming out of the West. I want to see how they're gonna fare, but uh, you better hope that Chris Paul don't have to see his boy uh, Stephon Curry out there in a in a in a in a, in a uh, playoff game because he never fares well too well against them. But uh, yeah, you got them. They're sixteen to one. I think it's gonna probably. Man, i don't know man this it's actually kind of going to be a pretty good parody i think From what i see with the warriors right now of 19 to 16 with the team and the season that they've been having without clay if they can come in here and curry i think you know obviously biased but i don't know how biased that is to say that i think he is the mvp you know this season i think that uh they can kind of go deep. Can they get to the Western Conference Finals? I don't know. Can they uh, make the second round or what? Something if they can. Uh, look at that smile. Uh, I think they you know, can. You though. know what? I think, I think they, they can. Better,
1: I think they have a better chance against Utah than they do Phoenix. Uh, really? Um, and, then, and then the team. The team that I feel the worst for is Phoenix because like that turnaround, and the, they do not match up with the Lakers. Like it, it's 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 gonna be a bloodbath if the Lakers get seventh and poor Phoenix. Like it's I mean their ter- Chris Paul, any doubter? I can you imagine the things that he has done, what, what he did with OKC last year and what he has done with Phoenix this year, right? He's gonna be in a he's got a shot at top five MVP MVP this year, right? Maybe in the fifth spot. And to be out in the first round again, just to hear that chorus that he's been hearing for his whole career of can't win.
2: Fortunate man. That guy is one of the best point guards of our generation. I mean, he might be an a-hole. You can call him what you want to call it. But production, producing a leader, that he's had definitely on the wrong end of the end of the stick on some of those matchups when he was on the Hornets and so on. So I agree with you on that 100%. I mean, the last thing they want to do is play L.A. because they'll be out in the first round.
0: So yeah. breaking news, uh, Corey Kluber has thrown a no hitter. This is the oh eighth time in major gosh. league history that two no hitters have come in one or a few days uh, apart from each other. So, um, I mean that, that's major league baseball. We're gonna, I mean, not only are we gonna keep breaking records every single year in number of strikeouts because it's either a home run or a strikeout in the last, you know, eight, seven, eight, nine years, but we're gonna have more and more no hitters because of that. We're gonna keep breaking records every year of number of no hitters. Uh, it's just insane, but um. So Jason, do you have a final pick for the two NBA, the two teams, in the NBA finals, and your champion as we round out the podcast and we say goodbye to yourself?
1: Okay, I am going to go with my head and not my heart. <laughs>
2: okay, smart man.
1: My head and not my heart says, "Oh God, this is so lame." Okay, I'm gonna go with. Ugh. Where's the you know, bark you know bag? You know what? I'm compromising. I'm gonna go halfway. This is this is an out of left field pick, okay? <laughs> out of left field pick. It's not what I want, but it's also not what's gonna happen. I'm gonna say. <laughs> I like it. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say in the finals.
3: Give us the Western Conference first, JD.
1: Clippers. Okay. Okay, and the Sixers, and the Sixers are going to win Ooh. in six games. Damn. Fill up. Fill Now, your show has got a betting element. If yes, any insane person takes my picks and puts money on it, more the fool to you because that, that is not going to happen. <laughs> you are going to lose every penny you put on it. Um, don't do it, but that's what I'm going with.
0: Well, all right Wait, well so
3: he's saying philly and six over the clippers i think i can find odds for you for that jason if you if you listen to episode one yeah, you know what the odds
1: are the odds are you just lost all your money that's what the odds are <laughs> i love this, uh, to this man <laughs> <laughs> the odds are your wife you're sleeping in the basement because you gave away whatever was <laughs> dedicated to the next family trip that's you, what the odds
3: are. i might have to put 50 on the jason douglas special
0: we live in california we don't have basements (laughs) oh there you go okay (laughs) but uh but there you have it folks that is jason douglas uh he is so gracious to jump on for a third time so please jason plug all of your um you know your ig uh handle and everything that you're promoting right now please all right
1: guys listen come and see me over on instagram uh uh, hit me up in the dms we will chat we will talk comics we will talk sports we'll talk about whatever you want uh, it's at at j douglas writes, okay come and see me over there and most importantly come over to see me there and give me a follow because this exclusive giveaway of the sold out variant cover so of parallel one of a kind uh hand painted by esteban himself with a certificate of authenticity that's it's going so up beautiful. in about a week and it's a half so yeah um so come and see me there uh go pick up parallel you can go go to your local go to your lcs and you can still order it through Diamond. Uh, Diamond order code, really simple. FEB201983, okay? So they're not going to know my name. They're not going to know maybe even SourcePoint. They're not going to know parallel, but you can get a copy that way. Or head over to SourcePointPress.com, okay, and go get a digital copy. Go get, uh, go get the paper copy. That dollar goes a long way. Uh, I think you'll like it. It's a good story. Um, I'm really proud of it. And, oh, we almost forgot, gentlemen. If you feel so inclined, head over to the Ringo Awards and uh, give me a vote, give me a nomination for um, that's uh, right, best new uh, uh, best new talent. Okay, that's one that is completely fan voted. Or you can go if, if you like Parallel, go give it for like a best uh, original graphic novel.
2: All right, well, uh, Mark, Sean, send us away, guys. Well, uh, I gotta say this is always a special episode. Anytime we have Jason Douglas on, I can tell you right now, brother, you have three votes from the west side for the Ringo Award for the best new artist. You are a special man. We appreciate you being the three-time interviewee on the Comic Bookies podcast. And we we already can't wait for number four because we have such a great time with you. We appreciate you. Like we said, we're so happy to be in some ways a part of your journey with Parallel. Even though you are the man behind it, we are full support of it. And you know what? I can't wait to see you at a con. I don't know when it will be. I don't know where it will be. But we will see you at a con sooner or later, brother.
3: 100 percent, Sean. 100 percent, brother. And it makes sense to have the three time guy come on on the night that we're going to have the three point uh, star and Stephen Curry, uh, you know, go down in history. But Nonetheless, Jason, yes, thank you. Thank you, Source Point Press. If anybody from there is listening to us, thank you for giving us this guy and publishing him and giving him his dream, like he said. Sometimes that's all it takes. It just takes uh, one person to give someone like JD a dream to get that mind working and to just – you know get his ideas out there into the world and uh, that's what we try to do here on the comic bookies podcast is share our ideas our writers ideas our guests ideas artists everybody in this comic book and sports industry so nonetheless we're here to share it with you so thank you jd thank you everything that you bring to the comic bookies podcast and to source point press and uh, your world itself uh, you share it on instagram with uh your daughters your life and we didn't get to mention i know you had a surgery which looked pretty crazy but i hope you're doing pretty good from that but uh better. yeah brother uh we thank you i thank you and yeah man you're the man keep doing what you're doing uh thank you man thank you very much
1: yes, yes, sir. it's a pleasure and
0: there's a reason why i came back for three times that's right we cannot wait for number four but uh treasure island comics is a sponsor you can hit us up on all social media please follow the youtube and twitch channels but this is mike that guy on the right is mark that guy on the upper right is sean and this guy in the upper left is jason douglas from source point press give him a follow please go out there and buy parallel but this has been episode 113 live thank you so much for watching live and thank you so much for subscribing and downloading enjoy the sports enjoy the comics and enjoy each other peace the hell out see you guys in
2: 114
3: peace Pace and don't forget always enjoy each other and enjoy your copy of parallel from Soyce point press and jason douglas make sure you go out and get your copy peace out we love you go warriors